Welcome to Build with Rob. It is your host, Rob Deerdeck, CEO and founder of the Deerdeck Machine. It is a machine that manufactures amazing. We manufacture amazing life and business. We are a venture creation studio that systematically fuses art, science, and magic to create just about anything. And really, we preach it, we talk about it. Um, we love to share it. We hope people listen to it, get inspired by it, and create their own form of art, science, and magic to find happiness and harmony in either their business or their life. Uh, that's what this show is all about. Oftentimes, uh, we have inspired entrepreneurs that join the program and I help give them advice on both life and business. Sometimes we have our founders, our do or die partners that come on here and we talk through different aspects of where we're at and varying stages of the ventures that we are creating together. But today, today I'm just going to kind of give you uh, just kind of off the top of my head, some some topics that I've been thinking about lately, more of just a 30 minute rant about a particular subject that's been top of mind. Uh, you know, I really just enjoy sharing sort of my process and my philosophy. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll do it in, in rich detail and then I'll do it super vaguely. Uh, so with this show today, I'm, I'm going to really kind of hone in on a single topic and just kind of talk through it in a lot more detail through my experience and how it might be helpful for people to look at how I look at this particular topic. And, and the topic that I want to really jump on top of today is the importance of developing the skill of vision. Right. Like, you know, I, I always preach it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to have a vision. You got to see it. And you are essentially the visionary of your life. Right. And this idea that you get to create any existence you want, but you have to first look out into the future and decide what you want that to become, whether that's a business idea, the life you want to live. That is the vision. And, you know, we always look at like, oh, you're a visionary, like, oh, you have the ability to do that. Like visionaries can see out beyond what others can't see. And yes, that's the truth. But you uh, need to develop that skill within you to live an extraordinary life. It just is what it is. It is it is one of those things that seems kind of, you know, unteachable. Some people have it or they don't have it. And that's just not the case. You know, I mean, the, the truth is. Anybody can set a vision and go accomplish a vision, right? It's like in some visions are just easier than others. You know, when you have, when you pick what classes you're going to take and what education you want from college, you set a vision. Like I want to eventually work in marketing. So I'm going to go to college and take all these marketing classes with the intent of working at an agency. You put that vision together. You chose a school that would support it. You went through the process and of learning and evolving. And, and through that process, you eventually graduated and then found the place that you would want to work. And then you went and worked there. That is the realization of a vision, right? And and again, in that sort of framework, really easy to follow because it's it sort of has these natural constructs of society of pick what skill you want to get good in, go to school to it, go decide what the job you want and go do it, right? But in anything you do in life, 
Like it is on you to look out into the future and envision where you want and what you want the future to look like, you know, and everybody has the ability to do that. And, and now it's a matter of, can you understand what you actually need to do to do that well and get better at it over time, you know? And, and for me, you know, I'm constantly preaching like evolve, 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 evolve. We're always evolving. We're always evolving. We're always growing. And, and I really wanted to use like my vision for the Deer Deck machine as sort of the backdrop to the process of creating clarity in a vision and then what happens along the journey when you're realizing a vision. And for me, it wasn't like, oh, I just, it's the exact idea I had. I just wrote it down in a business plan and boom, I, I, it worked. You're led to believe that's how easy it is. But that's just not the case, right? And, you know, I always, you know, preach before you start when, you know, really, really understand what you want out of something and get really clear on what it is you're trying to do and then build the plan backwards from that. And it all essentially starts with the vision, you know, and your ability to look out into the future. And, and, and to me... You want to spend as much time as possible in the beginning getting as clear as you possibly can in all aspects of who you are, uh, why you're doing something and what you need to do to do it in order to set that vision, you know, and, and not just have sort of a hazy vision and a desire and a hope and wish and then just go for it and, oh, you'll figure it out along the way. Not saying that doesn't uh, work in some cases, and don't be misled by people who will tell you just get started and then you'll learn and evolve and get to the place that it becomes clear enough for you to know where you're headed. That is truth as it is the natural order of realizing a vision, but the odds of it actually coming true is when you are much clear in the very beginning. And, and you should be able to get to a place where you can say in a sentence what the vision is, you know? And, and for me, there was an immense amount of personal discovery when I was trying to formulate the vision uh, for the Deer Deck machine, right? Because you got to understand, I had always been an entrepreneur, you know, and I'm, uh, but what type of entrepreneur was I? You know, like I didn't fully understand like what I liked about business. I just just was constantly creating all different types of things, like different opportunities would present themselves and I would just create them, right? It's, it's are you a branded house? Are you a house of brands, right? And I was sort of this hybrid. Was it going to be like Rob Deerdeck and signature products and Rob Deerdeck's wild grinders? and Or was it going to be uh, building street leagues and other brands that aren't associated with my name and personal brand? It was, for me, the everyone would have said, lean into the branded house. Look how, look at this big brand that you've created through all your television shows and all your programs. And look at all the money that you've made from, from being able to do these big endorsement deals. Like you want to lean into that and go further, you know, but I knew that I didn't like that and didn't necessarily see that as my future and, and could not see myself 
being the face of brands the way that I was as I grew and evolved and got older, you know, and really my, I understood that my passion was actually creating businesses and, and the process of creating businesses is what I actually love to do the most. So the first thing for me is, man, I'm grinding through this deep personal self-discovery and you have got to do that Every single time you want to create something definitive that is going to be a major aspect of your life that you're going to put a vision to and then build a plan to achieve, you have got to do as much personal self-discovery to make sure that not only is that vision clear, but it connects directly with who you are, has clear purpose and, and why you're doing it. And, and ultimately knowing that when you realize this vision, that it is going to deliver the fulfillment that you actually need rather than just if it happens, it happens and let's see what it delivers for me. Right. And so in my case, like I really, you know, as I kept asking myself all these questions and I was doing personality tests and hiring consultants and really beginning to understand um, what it was I wanted to create. And I knew the initial core of the vision was I wanted to build a business that built businesses. I wanted to create businesses over and over again. I had been a serial entrepreneur my entire life. I just love creating businesses. But what I realized was, okay, you love to create businesses, but you don't actually like to operate them. It's like you love being on the creative side and being involved in the inception and the evolution and being an advisor to it and, and having great partners realize the vision rather than being caught in, in needing to build the entire team and completely operate it and now be responsible for so many different decisions inside that ecosystem. I knew that I'm had the, the, the formula now of like, okay, this makes sense. Like I want to continually and forever build companies over and over. I, I knew from buying the alien workshop and, and, and having such problems with it and needing to give it away and all the pain that that caused. And then building something like street league where it was so personal to me. Like I knew I also wanted to evolve away from making business. So, so deeply personal and tied to my identity. I knew that I no longer wanted to build anything without some sort of clear pathway to profitability, sustainability, or acquisition, because it was like, ah, oh, I play the game better when I have a more quantified sort of outcome. When I know where I'm headed and where I'm going, it's that sort of quantification motivated me and gave me much clearer direction. So again, I'm, I'm getting tighter and tighter. And then above all, I wanted to create a system for doing it over and over again. And I didn't know at the time that I was going to evolve into such a machine mindset, systematic approach to everything. Um, you know, I really looked at it as like, here's this process that I could make creating businesses, successful businesses more consistent. That was what the Deer Deck machine in concept was. And in, in the vision that I established from the very beginning was like, I'm going to build 
a business that builds businesses. And my goal is to build and sell 30 to 50 businesses and own 20 to 50% and sell them for 75 to $150 million. And I was going to make a billion dollars in liquidity. But at its core, right? It was like, I'm going to create a business that creates businesses. And then, so that was true to my passion, true to my vision for my life, true to my purpose and ultimately my, my personal mastery, which was, I want to be the greatest in the world at curating the ideas And the individuals, the entrepreneurs to turn these companies into successful, profitable, acquirable businesses. Man, boy. I mean, it to the core gave me sort of the North Star of where I was going to get better and better and sort of how I was going to realize all of my goals through the Deer Deck machine. And again, even initially it was called the Deer Deck Group. And as we began to evolve it into this system and how do we turn it into a system, did it really turn into the machine? Like it naturally evolved into the machine as we renamed it. And even when we branded it from the very beginning, it was manufacturing amazing, right? Because it was that, that juxtaposition of like how rigid manufacturing is and then how, you know, magical that the word amazing feels like, right? And so, you know, after, you know, I would say a solid year, year and a half of refining the idea and conceptualizing and doing all this self-evaluation, did I finally land there before the company was launched? And and you got to think like, I'm also super aware of how important sort of my media background is and was at the time. And how could I apply that to pushing sort of my business narrative and this business mind that I want to transition into as sort of part of the Deer Deck machine. So I, I always knew that it would be about creating and building businesses in a systematic way with a clear defined purpose of of building them to profitable, sustainable, and acquirable. And then I would use media to amplify myself as a founder and partner and ultimately as a business person. And so another part of the vision back in 2015 when I was evolving this is I wrote and created a business show. Not many people know that I actually wrote a pilot and I actually wrote a television show for NBC and shot a pilot that essentially was going to be my breakout mainstream sort of media to showcase my business mind and my way of thinking. And I built them simultaneously to launch when the machine launched in 2016 and 17. And, you know, I went deep. I went deep. You, you got to understand. I went so deep. I uh, conceptualized this entire show for NBC. Okay. The name of the show was funded. The whole concept was 
um, that we were a group. We were a venture capital group, Angel City Ventures. Uh, Marcus Lenomis was our main partner. Uh, Rohan Oza, Tyra Banks, and myself were partners in the GP, and we would bring in ideas and pitch them to Marcus, and then Marcus would choose the idea that our fund would fund. And the name of the show was funded. We were part of their pitches on the pilot. It was, we did Last Mile Electric Mobility. Rohan did an electric skateboard. Tyra did an electric bike. I did a, a little electric vehicle called the Solo Wheel. And the way it would work, there was these super over-the-top pitches. And us, as the people who found the brands to pitch to Marcus, we would be actually part of the pitch. And so... To me, that's how I was essentially creating this much different version of Shark Tank because the pitches were much bigger. We were integrated into the pitches, and then all three companies now were vying for a $1 million capital investment into their business. Now, let me, let me tell you something. It wasn't like you know I was working with everybody to, to do all this. I did the whole thing. You know what I mean? I went through the entire process. I created a fund. I I had to do the diligence on ev- I had to source and do diligence on every single one of those companies. I had to sign term sheets with every single one of those companies. And then even though you know Marcus would made the ultimate decision who would win, it was still the fund that I owned 100% and and the way that I did the deal with NBC was I was going to do a traditional fund structure only I was going to have a 2.5% management fee and a 25% carry and then I offered NBC 2% of that 25% carry in perpetuity for the rights to do any format of funded globally. One of the wildest, you know, hardworking hustles that I had ever done in my life at, because I sat on both sides of understanding deal making, understanding TV deal making and understanding the business and the complexities of building a fund. At least I learned it through that process and then put that entire thing together. Boy, you think about my life. I had the vision. I'm going to like manufacturing amazing. I'm the deer deck machine now. I've got funded on NBC coming out. And like, this is going to be the media exposure. And the pilot gets shot. It's an amazing pilot. I watched that pilot and knew it was over. Knew it was over. No sooner did I, did I look at that pilot, did I understand that it was missing the heart. You know, it was essentially all these growth round companies who were now uh, fighting, were in the middle of five to $10 million rounds and they were fighting over a million dollars. And it just felt like, you know, there was no real stakes in it, even though it was like really great pitches and in a real battle between each of the, the, the brands to ultimately win the million dollars. It just lacked the heart, you know, and and it was devastating. And it's the first big failure connected to the vision, you know what I mean? And, you know, for me at the time, it was, you know, sort of what I realized is like, you know, they didn't want to allow me it to be my show because I just didn't have that business profile. And despite having the business acumen and, and having that way of thinking, they just didn't think that my business profile would make sense to have, you know, to jump straight from ridiculousness to a business show on NBC. 
You know what I mean? It just, it seemed preposterous uh, to them. And, and, and in hindsight, it was invaluable to me because I realized, you know, at that point, I do not want to do a fund ever and the complexities that it took. And then when I realized like, man, I don't want to just invest in people's companies and not have a big stake and not be part of it. And I realized like I still had so much to accomplish in business before I really started to begin to spread my wings into business media. I needed to go out and actually realize some of this vision rather than then spend this time trying to build a business brand and a media brand when I hadn't actually accomplished. I had just started by launching the Deer Deck machine, you know, and, and for me, you know, what did I learn from that? I was like, okay, no, I need to be a co-founder, right? Like I want to be co-founder and build everything from the idea stage. So now, you know, it's, it's still the same vision, but now a year in it's gotten tighter. It's evolved to a place where I know that that I eventually want media to be a part of it, but as I'm learning more about the companies that I'm creating and learn from what I learned from doing funded is like, nope, you want to do everything as a co-founder because that's what actually gives you more fulfillment. But again, you know, the vision for the machine itself, for the machine itself, still, still pure. You know, and, and then as I begin to evolve and, and do more and more companies, now I hit another stage where it's like, wow, I'm, I didn't fully understand capital staging. And I also realized like after the first two years, man, it's almost like the, the same sort of things keep happening. Almost every company takes about, about a million, a million and a half dollars to actually get to market and begin to find revenue. And all the companies that I had launched with, with less capital were all struggling, right? And then almost all the companies that I launched were six to eight months behind in getting to market. So it's like you were burning all this money, you didn't have enough capital, and then you got to market and didn't get the sales. Whoa, 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 right? So it's not the entire vision never never changed again. The vision was clear. You're a business that creates businesses. You're now going to co-find businesses and you are going to create these businesses and own 20 to 50% and build them to sell, right? And, and some of the companies in the portfolio, boom, they're cooking and working and flowing. Others are all struggling and, and you begin to see all of this new information and new insight of while you're realizing the vision, right? And that's when I developed uh, the machine method and the unified theory, right, of our capital staging theory. Because now I realize like, okay, it's not just about uh, this step-by-step process of creating a business by, by doing sort of all of these check marks. It's like business is actually a much more integrated and complex than I realized. I In the beginning when I launched the machine, it was, okay, we are right brain, left brain, and with a system and process, that's why we're going to find success. And, and starting at the end, m- mentality is what's going to get us there, right? And so why was that not working? And in that process of the insight that I gathered, I ultimately realized, you know, ah, wow, you know, it's like when you look at all these businesses, like 
some of the founders are deficient in marketing and sales. Uh, some are deficient in media. Some are deficient in operations and finance. That's when I really realized that business is made up of the seven core capabilities and that now when I looked at opportunities, I needed to look at them through the lens of the seven core capabilities. And then seeing all of these different you know, businesses that were undercapitalized and late to market and ran out of money made me realize that I had to be much more clearer on how uh, I did capital staging. And that's what led to the unified theory, which ultimately is, hey, let's lay out from the very beginning how much capital is needed to accomplish each stage before we start so we never start spending money and burning money before a product gets to market and make sure we never go to market with not enough capital to eventually get to product market fit. And and again, boy, now it's super evolved, right? Now your entire way of looking at everything is is now this much more multi-dimension, more dynamic, way of looking at the initial vision. The initial vision is still the same. I still took all that time in the beginning to get super clear on what it was that I wanted to do and what I wanted this company to become, which then allowed me to evolve and make it more dynamic year over year as I learned more and more doing it. And so when I looked at the unified theory, I also looked at it as this is also the place of where I would create media in the future, knowing that that was still super important to the overall vision of the business. And at that point, I realized, okay, on the first stage, you know, of our diligence stage, this is, I could create content around talking to people about ideas. And then we get into uh, the build phase. Now we could do content around actually building in the process. And then the growth phase, like uh, now we could talk about uh, the evolution and the growth of different businesses. Not only why I called it the unified theory was because not only was it lay out all the capital you would ever need to get to an acquisition and all the equity uh, for everyone involved and how you would get diluted and how much money would be needed, but then where you could create media along the way to support amplifying the overall vision. Boom. Wow. Okay. Still the same. You know what I mean? Still the same. And so as I then began to evolve, now we begin to build companies through the machine method and through this lens. And by the time you know, I had got to the place where we had now sold a couple companies and now really put the time and effort into growing and evolving and beginning to build sort of the success track record. It was like, okay, let's take a shot at doing an, um, another TV show. And believe it or not, sold a television show to MTV around the machine uh, that was essentially another show where people could basically submit a video and then make their way up to pitch live with an opportunity for us here at the machine to invest in in the business and went out and partnered with Forbes to go out and, and shoot this show. And when push came to shove, when push came to shove, the pandemic hits and now it's like, okay, you know, what are we going to do here? 
And then I'm just thinking to myself, man, is it worth doing a business show on MTV? There is a sea of ridiculousness. It's everybody on uh, watching MTV is like seeing you on ridiculousness with Chanel and Sterling and your guests and you're having fun and doing all this. Like, like it just when I thought about, man, we shoot a pilot, then we shoot a series and, and what we shoot 10 episodes that get lost in the thousands of ridiculousness. And then, oh, you got me joking on stage all of a sudden to being like all serious about business, right? It, it made no sense. And once again, I just bailed and moved away from, from doing television. And that ultimately led to me choosing to do this format in the podcast format, right? Because what this allowed me to do is to begin to build the media uh, side of the Deer Deck Machine and ultimately the vision as I had it before, but in a way more controlled environment where I could talk at length in sharing philosophy and everything that I've learned and how I look at business and really choosing to um, make the decision of of helping helping others and and having entrepreneurs on the show like that we we give advice to and or having our own founders on and going through different things that we're doing and or even develop like a show like this where I'm just sort of telling the story of how the vision for the company was realized over time you know and why this format ultimately uh became the right format to begin to talk through all aspects of business and be able to then chop this up and and push it out across all platforms to really be able to share with people my personal approach to life and business as it relates to what the Deer Deck machine is and ultimately the philosophy for a business that creates businesses similar to what that original vision was to the T, right? Now, another thing that happened along the way is just understanding that like, wow, I need to sort of explain what Manufacturing Amazing is and how that has evolved inside the vision. And that's really where systematically fusing art, science, and magic was realized, you know? And and to me... When you start with a vision, it's super narrow, super narrow. You want to take the time to get extraordinarily clear, do a ton of self-evaluation and really define it. You want to find simplicity on the far side of complexity, but know when you set out to realize that vision that it is going to continue to reveal itself. You are going to expand into it. And what it actually takes to realize that vision and how that vision is going to constantly evolve and change and get more dynamic over time is going to to be incredibly exciting and incredibly motivating, but it's still going to be the same vision that you had from the very beginning. And to me... The realization of the success of the Deer Deck Machine and sort of the process of, you know, really codifying and getting deep clarity on a vision and then going out and realizing it is also what gave me sort of the insight and the knowledge to want to then 
evolve the vision into sharing these ideas and these philosophies with everyone because they have worked for me so, so specifically, you know, and, and I think when I think about all aspects of my life, you know, not just the machine and what I was able to realize, but just as I begin to understand the process of, you know, spending a lot of time at the beginning, getting extremely clear on what it is you hope to achieve and then building those milestones that, that you really believe is possible and then validating for yourself personally and spiritually that this vision that you've created is actually going to integrate with who you are, uh, what you are all about, and ultimately the way that you want to live is so important, you know, and at the end of the day, you're going to be doing this over and over and over again, because now the vision for the machine is, is much more complex and much more dynamic, even though it has changed and evolved. It is still clearer than ever because you continue to grow clear as you grow into the vision. So I often like, you know, cause you know, when you think about who I am today, like somebody uh, said, Hey man, I love this new, new version of you. You know what I mean? And of where you're, you're, you know, talking about sort of your philosophies and the way you create business and stuff. And, and, and it's always been me. But I had to get to a place that the depth of what I have learned and evolved into is ultimately worth sharing, you know, and, and it truly is a realized vision. And I truly get better and better at, at seeing further out into the future and creating that plan and ultimately understanding the process of you know, doing that deep personal diligence on uh, everything that you do to make sure you set the right vision that allows you to create the right plan that ultimately creates the belief in you that sets you off on that journey to realize that vision that you had from the very beginning. And, and I promise you, it's a skill that you will apply to every aspect of your life over and over and over again. And if you get good at it, you will create the most extraordinary life. All right, there you have it. You know, just a bit of a rant on the importance of developing the skill of vision. Um, I appreciate everybody who listens to the show. Of course, like and subscribe wherever you listen to the show. You want to be part of our world, uh, go to DeerDuckMachine.com. Um, become a machinist. Pitch us an idea. Be a guest on the show. Uh, you know, sign up for the newsletter. You know, just just if you want to interact with our world in any way, shape, or form, everything's over there at DeerDuckMachine.com. And, and look, you just heard me preaching it for a half hour. You know what I mean? You got you got to have the vision because you are the visionary of your life. And that plan you create, that's going to create the belief. And I already know since you listen to this podcast, you got the heart to bring it alive. Till next time, see it, believe it, do it.